Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm with head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, you've been saying pretty consistently all year that you thought the Wisconsin Badgers, starting back in the summer, mm-hmm. that you thought the Wisconsin Badgers were probably the best team in the country. You saw them up close and personal uh, earlier this week. Uh, I imagine that your, your thoughts are still the same. You guys go up to Wisconsin, lose in Madison in four, uh, take the second set, and then uh, drop the next two, unfortunately. Just what are your impressions of, of your team coming out of that match with, with uh, one of the national uh, frontrunners? Yeah, I thought we played pretty well. I told our team that uh, I thought it was a, a B, B-plus effort up there. You know, it wasn't uh, A or A-plus or A-minus, but it was we competed, we played hard. Uh, in the second set, we were flawless. But they put a lot of pressure on you in a lot of different ways. And it starts with their serve. And um, they, they, they are a big physical team. And um, you know, they, they remind me a little bit of some of the Penn State teams that were just so ominous back in the days with Hodge and Fawcett and Hermato Glass and <clears throat> some of those people that all played on the Olympic team. But <clears throat> they've, they've got some specimens. And you have to to be really, really good to be able to contain them, and um, you have to serve them very, very tough. Which you know, it's kind of been a nemesis of ours that we're working on really hard to try to toughen our serves. And I thought we did a little bit better job at times against Wisconsin. But um, our team is on schedule. You know, I mean, you're, you're going to the ebbs and flows with our team right now have a lot to do with who we're playing. Yeah. And um, you know, we had won four out of five going into that match with Wisconsin and. It was funny. There's a lot of different rankings. There's RPI. There's Pablo. There's one called Massey that does all sports. And they had us at a 2% chance of winning the match Mm. at Wisconsin. I didn't share that with anybody beforehand. Um, But when you go on the road to Wisconsin, it's not going to be an easy place for anybody to win uh, at any time. Now, Nebraska does still go there this season. I think maybe the last match of the campaign, um, uh, Nebraska's at Wisconsin. Uh, I think Wisconsin's really good. They've got really good talent. They're young. Um, they won a really close match with uh, the Badgers in in Lincoln, uh, where they came back in, in, in the fourth and the fifth uh, to upset the apple cart, in my opinion. Um, but I, I'm not sure it will be the same way mm-hmm. at, at Madison. If it is, then, then I've got uh, a ton of respect for Nebraska because that's a, that's a hard place to play. And they're they're big and physical, and you have to do some special things to be able to slow them down. And at times we did, mm-hmm. um, at times we didn't. But um, good news is I thought we played well. Bad news is to some extent we're going to see them again in about a week. So um, they'll they'll be <laughs> they'll be knocking on our door here. But we're excited about that. You know, yeah. we 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 absorbed what happened during that match. We experienced it. We we know what it felt like and what they were doing that made it difficult. Now we can, you know, address some of those things and, and try to make a better showing when we're here at home. I want to jump right uh, on that point that you just made. This is this has been a young team. It's it's actually kind of gotten younger with your rotation as the season's worn on, um, if that's possible. It, have they done a good job of absorbing those lessons and building on those? Because sometimes, you know. Every, sometimes things can fly right over yeah. a young player's head. Sometimes they can internalize it and really learn from it and build. Have you seen a lot more of that? Well, I think that's the responsibility of the veteran players on our team and our coaching staff and support staff to help with that. So 
you know, when those things happen, you know, we don't have a lot of time to really go over it in the locker room after the match. That may be the worst time to ever try to, um, you know, reevaluate what just happened. But you have days afterwards that you can talk about that. And we talked in our locker room yesterday, not in the locker room, the video room before our practice. We had about a half hour session in there and, and talked about a lot of things, but some was that these are the things that we did really well. Mm -hmm. This is how we got hurt by, by them. And you want to kind of bring that to the topic, to the forefront, while they're still fresh. I mean, it was just a day after we had we played. It was, um, but it, it was an exciting match. It's, it's a, you know, Wisconsin has it going on. Nebraska, Wisconsin, those two programs from a fan standpoint. We don't know how many fans we would get at a match. We're sold out every night at, right. at 2,500. Um, we don't know could we get 6,000 on a regular basis here. Uh, I think that would be tough in a small city. Keep keep in mind we're talking about two state was uh, state capitals. Are these state capitals? Yep. Yeah, I should know that. I went to elementary <laughs> school. Uh, a few but years but ago. they're the bigger bigger cities in mm -hmm. those particular states, and and they draw well, and and their their coaches have done a good job promoting their sports as well have their um, marketing crew. So uh, they got it going on, and so the bar is high. But the great thing is we see that on a regular basis in our league, and so we know what we have to do to try to, to be the best. Well, you, uh, you get another shot to, to face off against another traditional power this, this weekend when Penn State comes to town. We'll go ahead and preview that uh, battle with the Nittany Lions a little bit right here. We're going to talk about the Big Ten standings and you know the middle you know, the schedule and the national scene mm -hmm. in the second half of the show. But let's, let's talk about that Penn State match. You... Uh, the way things have shaken out, you saw them about a week ago. Now you see them a, a second time uh, uh, come Sunday. Uh, how are you uh, getting your team prepared for uh, what will probably be a, a revenge-minded Nittany Lion team coming in? Well, it wasn't that long ago that we played it, as you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll, they're doing a couple of things different. We're doing some things differently. But basically the same two outfits uh, getting together. Uh, they have the experience, um, some big name players. Uh, we're young with you know a few big name players. We're going to have to play very very well uh, to beat them. The serving will have a lot to do with it. The blocking is going to have a lot to do with it. Uh, I feel two areas that we're making some progress in. You know, is it fast enough? Um, you know, it's as fast as we can do it mm -hmm. uh, right now. So, um, but they they've got you know, they start with Jess Merzik, who's um, I think leading the the conference right now. She and Franklin are duking it out right at the top of the hitting uh, stats in our league uh, with Eva Hudson. You know, maybe a couple others close behind. Uh, but she's a really really solid all around player. Plays all six rotations. She bombs it out of the front row and the back row in the passing pattern all the time. A good blocker against mm -hmm. you know right side players and slide attackers. Uh, Taylor Trammell and a kid named Holland are in their middle, and you have to respect their middles. They're really, really good. And then uh, Hannah is the right side player, Cam Hannah, that transferred from Clemson. That's probably been uh, the transfer of the year in our league. Yeah. I mean, she's she's been really, really impressive and has really good numbers and hits the ball very, very high and kind of hits it on her way down at times and kind of from behind her head. She's tough to defend because she's got a little bit of an unorthodox style. Um, and then, of course, they've got the setter of the year from a year ago in Mac Pedraza. So a lot of experienced, um, accomplished players. And, um, you know, we're playing at home, which is a, a real benefit to us. And I told our players, I said, I'm going to check with Corey Palm. He's the historian. But I said, I don't know that we've ever swept two matches with Penn State during one season. 
Um, and what an accomplishment that would be, uh, you know, to put a feather in your cap to, to do that. It's going to be really, really hard mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, but it would be nice. It would give us our 15th win of the season, which would put us over the 500 mark uh, for sure, which would also most likely assure us of some good things down the road. For sure. Uh, we'll have to look into that. That's a great note for, uh, for our Big Ten Plus broadcast mm -hmm. on Sunday for sure. Uh, given, given the... The I'm guessing that crew's already been on that. They've, they've been I, doing, well, doing their homework, so. I'm guessing, already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they better be. They're, they're, they're getting graded on it, so uh, they better be. So, uh, yeah, Penn State, 1 o'clock uh, on Sunday. Are you worried a little bit at all about uh, a Sunday afternoon crowd? It might not be quite as leather, lathered up as a Saturday night crowd. Uh, our, our, our Sunday crowds, all my tickets are gone. You know, I get, a, I get a, a, a group of tickets, and they've been gone for a long time, so... I think the people are anxious to see Penn State. They always are. Their history is incredible, and their name still rings very, very loud across the country in, in the sport of volleyball. So I think it'll be a great crowd, and I'm not worried about that. Um, I, I think our team will come out and, and absolutely battle, but I know theirs will too. Yeah. Uh, everybody needs to win at this point in time. And, um, you know, they, they played t uh, tonight. I know this, this will go out here in a little bit, I'm sure, because you'll be on your toes and yep. make that happen. But uh, they play, I think, 830. Eastern time tonight on Big Ten Network. They play Nebraska, so people want to get a little bit of a, a scouting report on, on Penn State. They can watch that match this evening. I know I'll certainly be tuned in. All right, we're going to take a break real quick, listen to a word from our sponsor, and then uh, be back to talk about uh, some other big-picture things for the Boilermakers. Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. All right, Dave, like you said, we're kind of in the, we're in the midst of the Big Ten season. It's, it's kind of a middle third portion. And when you look at the Boilermakers, you know, recent run of games, it, it really, Minnesota here at Illinois, at Wisconsin, Penn State here at Minnesota, that's a, that's, you it's know, a bit of a gauntlet. It's a bit of a gauntlet for this club. I, I left out at yeah. Penn State on the front end of that. Yeah. Um, you're on the tail end of the gauntlet. How have you liked what your team has done, uh, results aside? Yeah, you know, just traditionally, Corey, I think the one thing that I always want our teams to do um, are to be prepared, uh, to play with composure, and compete like crazy just play harder than anybody else in the country. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, then I'm, I'm going to be satisfied because progress is going to be made. And, you know, last night we talked to our team about some things that they're doing well and some things that they're not doing well, whether it be on the court or off the court, and that, uh, that we have to do better. You know, there's a culture that's been established at this program that I think is pretty good, and it's their responsibility to carry that on. And so, you know, we talked about that. But back to your question. Um, every team right now in the Big Ten is, is capable of beating you. I don't care who you're playing, but I think that you're capable of winning um, just about every match, probably outside of going to Wisconsin, as we found out. But uh, every other match, I think you've got a shot uh, to win. And with this team we have, I look at them in the gym, and just about every night I walk out of there thinking it's just a matter of time before they become great. I mean, they're good. Right now they're good, mm -hmm. but they'll be great in spurts and then they'll be average in spurts. And that is not going to correlate to winning big matches. You're going to have to have that consistency across the board. And, you know, how fast we grow into that, 
you know, will dictate what kind of success we have down the stretch and into the tournament. But um, I, I love the team. I love the way they compete. I love the way they practice. The best part of my day is walking into practice every day and, and being with this group and just enjoying every bit of it. And, and um, so I, I think that we're, we're prepared. We're, we're trying not to wear them out in practice. You know, there's lots of travel that goes on and lots of still lots of schoolwork. We're, this is Purdue. Yep. And so we're trying to make sure that we balance things out. And like tonight's practice, after we watch tape and talk about Penn State, it's only going to be about 90 minutes that we'll be, you know, in, in the gym. And tomorrow will be less than that. And then we play on Sunday. We look at the Big Ten standings. Nebraska sits atop at 12-0. and 0, Wisconsin 12-1. and 1. Penn State is third at 9-3. and 3. And the Boilermakers tied with the Fighting Illini at 8-5 and 5, uh, for fourth place right now. Illinois has actually won six in a row. They were 2-5 and five at one point in the conference. And uh, so they are right there with the Boilermakers tied for fourth. Purdue, uh, a top three finish is still out there uh, yeah. as a possibility. I know... That's always, you know, finishing the top three of the Big Ten means you're doing oh, it, it really would, It would be things. a remarkable accomplishment yeah. uh, for this group. But, you know, it's one at a time, as yep. we always talk about. And you mentioned Illinois, and I'm, I'm really happy for Chris Thomas. They started a little slow and lost to some non-conference teams that, you know, you kind of, you know, wondered what was going on. And they started off with some tough teams, but they, you know, they have won six in a row, including beating us, including beating Michigan State, who's playing really well right now. And so, you know, they and, and I think they, they're, they're going to win some more mm -hmm. looking at their schedule. And as we've talked about before, you know, the bad news for us is our Big Ten schedule is the toughest in the league, meaning you look at the top RPI teams and the, and the teams that are really having success, we're playing all of them twice. Yeah. And then you look at the teams that are down at the bottom of the RPI that are not winning a lot of matches even in the league, we're playing a lot of those just once. And so the, the bad news is that impacts your, your Big Ten record. It makes it harder to have a good finish in the Big Ten. But when it comes to RPI, all of a sudden you get a boost. Yep. And you talked about Illinois. And just as an example, uh, we're tied in the league. Is that what you said? Yes, 8-5. But yet our RPI is 18. Yep. And their RPI right now is 81. Huge difference. So yep. they're, they're probably not going to make the, the NCAA tournament. I hope they do. And they, I mean, if they, you know, if they just went out down the stretch, they got a chance. For sure. But you know, because of of, of scheduling, and, and and the Big Ten dictates this. I mean, Chris Thomas or, or Dave Shondell, we we don't make out the Big Ten schedule. It's given to us. Yeah. And uh, so in this case, it's it's been it's been a grind. As you named some of the, the teams we've we've gone through in the last three weeks. And he didn't mention Nebraska that we played here and, yep. and, and had a great match with it in Holloway Gym. But we just, you know, the, the, the mantra here is you just take care of one match at a time. And our, our thoughts are on, all on Penn State right now. And uh, I think we'll be ready to go on Sunday. So, like we said, uh, Purdue and Illinois round out the top five right now in the Big Ten. The next five are within a game of each other. Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, Maryland, and Ohio State are all at 6-6 six and six or 5-7. and seven. And five really good teams. Five really good teams. Yeah. Five teams that all probably would have a really good shot to win at least one game in the postseason, but yeah. there is no chance that all five of those teams no. are going to make it. Only one right now that would make it in that group is Minnesota. And their record may not 
uh, let me see where they're at record-wise. They're, they're 10 and 10. They're 10 and 10, so that would get them in, mm -hmm. okay, because 500 gets you in. Their RPI right now is at 40, so that probably gets them in. But then when you go down and look at the rest of the Big Ten, um, you've got Northwestern 77, you've got Ohio State 75, Indiana 65, Illinois 81. Yeah. And, and you said it. I didn't say it. You said it. Those teams would beat somebody in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yes. Really good chance. And Michigan State is also knocking on the door somewhere. Maryland's down at 93. Okay. Um, I just haven't happened to stumble across Michigan State yet. But they did get a great win against Penn State um, last weekend. Uh, they're um, in Michigan State's at 81. Okay. Okay. 84 I've got on my sheet. Okay, okay. You're so, up to date. So they're a long way from home, too, uh -huh. as far as getting in the tournament, of, even though they're 14-9 oh. and nine and probably about 500 in the league. But um, I don't want to beat that, yeah. you know, like a dead horse or anything. But I, I just know that for, for whatever reason this year, apparently in non-conference play, the Big Ten did not do well enough. And what the, what's happening is, and, and we're, we're guilty of it. We yeah. went out and tried to play great competition. You talked about Ohio State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, Iowa, Minnesota. You're yep. going out because you want to you want to hit the home run. You want to get have great success in non-conference and then have really good success in the league and then find yourself hosting the first, second, or maybe even the third and fourth rounds, yep. which is what Wisconsin and Nebraska are probably going to do this year. But if you don't get those wins, okay, they tally up on that on Big Ten losses, and so the RPI is 25% your record, 50% your opponent's record, and 25% your opponent's opponent's win-loss record. That's how that's formulated. So right. the teams that you the Big Ten is playing all year long and out of conference impacts these numbers we're talking about. And um, so that, that, that's, that's why a lot of these teams just aren't going to get in. And that's why a lot of conferences, mid-major conferences, they tell their teams what they're going to do. You're going to play teams that have this kind of a record from this kind of a league, and that way we can have a chance at maybe getting more than one team in the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten doesn't do that. Yeah, it's so fascinating that uh, everyone kind of adjusts their schedule uh, in in response to whatever the committee did last year. And, and you know, that has a sort of a cascading effect, as we see here, that, uh, you know, maybe scheduling hard in the long run is, is going to be a little bit more damaging to the conference sometimes, but not uh, not every season. So that's yeah, our, our schedule right now, Corey, is the seventh toughest in the country. Okay. Wow. Um, right now. Um, uh, the, the strongest rep conference, Texas is playing the toughest schedule as of right now. Fourth best is Stanford. Sixth best is Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin's schedule is... Um, the 30th toughest right now. Uh, second best looks like uh, Kentucky. Yeah, sure. Kentucky. Kentucky, and that, that's yeah. why they're a top 15 RPI team right yeah. now. With, 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 yeah, with some losses. Yep, with, with some losses, and, and, and that's one of those wins that looks really good. You know, yeah, looking. well, we've got our record right now against top 25 is 5-3. and three. Now, here's how many teams have won five matches against top 25 opponents. Nebraska, Texas, Stanford's won five. Nebraska's eight and zero against top twenty-five. Right. Texas is six and two. Stanford's five and three. Badgers are six and one. Louisville's five and one. Okay, nobody else besides us have won five matches against top twenty-five opponents. So, when you get down to that seating line and who's going to be those top sixteen, if we can just you know win some matches down the stretch, yeah. we have a relevant 
relatively good chance of doing that if we're around the 16 mark because of, of that uh, record against top 25 opponents. Like you said, like you've said earlier this show, and like you say every day, it, it, it'll sort itself out. You yeah. know, we, we need to do our part, and we need to do our part one match at a time. You saying we're talking too much about it? Not at all. This is the <laughs> stuff I love to talk about. I, you're the you're the coach here who yeah, uh, who wants yeah. to stay laser focused on the yeah, next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that next thing is Penn State coming to town uh, Sunday afternoon. Watch it on Big Ten Plus if you can't make it out to Holloway Gym. Don't reach out to Coach for tickets because they're gone. He's, he's they're gone out. this year. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, appreciate your time as always, and uh, good luck on Sunday. It's a really exciting time of the year. It is not just for volleyball, but as you know, you know football's still going. They go up to Michigan to for controversial game with the, the Wolverines up there. I saw some some comments uh, out of our press conference the other day with football that were were interesting, but uh, the controversy is real, apparently. Yeah. And uh, then you got basketball heating up. You got wrestling going on. It's just a, a, a really good time for. I think Purdue and, and all sports fans and and our goal, trust me, is to is to play as well as we can every time we step on the floor. And uh, there hasn't been one person that I've talked to that's watched this team play that has left the facility uh, discouraged yeah. about who this team is and where they're going. And, and I feel the same way. That's good to hear, and uh, we can't wait to see how the rest of it plays out. Thanks, Corey.